Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am here um, with my friend and fellow Los Angeles resident, um, Dan Fail. Hi, Dan. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, it is a, it's a nice little Wednesday here. It's a little chilly, but the construction outside my place has stopped, so I feel heavenly right now. Every day it stops in the afternoon for you. You know, they take a, a little permanent break around four, which is quite nice until it's 630 the next morning. And then they're like, hey, look, we've got metal iron to start just going through. So it's, it's <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, I am uh, I'm totally just delighted and turned on about having you on the podcast. So um, for my listeners, I'm going to tell you you know, about who Dan is in the world. Um, but first, I just got to tell you who Dan is to me, <laughs> which is really why we're here. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll tell the full story, but the abbreviated version is um, Dan and I had a one night, I don't even know if I would call it a one night stand. We had sex once in the pandemic. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and today we're here to talk about that, um, just like dating and fucking and just everything, you know, involved in that inside of the pandemic. Um, but then also, um, Dan, I think, you know, his background is particularly interesting for the topics I like to talk about here. So it's kind of going to be like a double whammy, like us unpacking the whole, um, the whole experience of connecting in the pandemic in that way. So uh, but then basically get double the pleasure right now is what you're saying. Double the pleasure, double <laughs> the fun. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. Um, so we'll get to that in a moment. And we're just going to, I think, you know, unpack that whole experience um, and, you know, t learn, to teach some lessons along the way, I think. Uh, but just to give you a sense of who Dan is, you know, outside of the uh, one-time uh, connection with me, <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Dan, um, he worked in higher education for about 15 years uh, with student organizations. Um, so did some stuff with Greek life and really just like helping students, um, you know, create culture on college campuses. And then since 2010, um, Dan has been traveling the country, consulting, coaching, and giving um, keynotes, um, mostly on college campuses about a variety of topics, um, just including team dynamics, interpersonal dynamics, organizational change, um, understanding failure. I mean, for, for, for fuck's sake, your last name is fail. I mean, yeah, when you grow up with so, the last name fail, you kind of have to do that working around failure, right? Like that's a thing. Yeah, totally. And then um, he also speaks about just creating conversations that matter. So you can imagine why I'm just like so lit up um, to talk to Dan today. Um, oh, other fun fact that you really need to know. Um, well, actually, there's two that I want to share. The first is that he was voted runner up in his high school for class clown. Okay, no one. I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> Um, and then his first kiss was in a high school production of The Music Man. Mm -hmm. And shortly thereafter, he fell off the stage into a, <laughs> into a tuba. Facts. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we all remember our first. And my first <laughs> I fell. Oh, my. Oh. 
we're, we're there already. Great. Dan, Let's talk I mean, about my lack of self-esteem now. I feel... <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, um, all right. So I just want to get, get right into it. Now that the people know who you are, know what you're about, um, let's just jump right in. So, okay. So let, let's remember, uh, we're just going to retell this story. Um, when was, when was it that we connected? Was it in June of this like, year? I feel like it was June. I don't remember. Yeah. I could probably okay. Back yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was June, um, which, okay, so to set the stage for our, for our listeners, like this was what, three, four months into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I had gone through a breakup in the pandemic, uh, hadn't really had much physical touch or connection with other humans outside of my house. Um, and so I was in a place of like, oh my gosh. Like, I, when is this thing going to end? Okay, it seems like never. And I, like, deeply need human connection and um, and sex. Like, and not just that, but, like, really nourishing touch, you know? So I, I log on to, you know, I go on some of the apps, I think. And we met on Tinder, right? Think. Yeah, Tinder, you know, which which really can be a whole world of hit or miss. Yeah. You got to really be willing to like, sure. yeah, it's a crapshoot. But I was like, okay, you know, create a few profiles. Okay, we're logging on and I meet Dan. Okay, so Dan, what was going on for you? <laughs> you make it sound like it's this great thing. <laughs> I'm sure you get matched okay. and right as a single guy, like, it's yeah. a rarity that I'll get a match in like a two week window. I mean, I'm also okay, then. who I like right swipe, left swipe on. Um, yeah. No, I, okay, so set the stage for me. So uh, yeah, we were what, two and a half, three months into the pandemic. And here in LA, obviously we shut down, we shut down drastically more than most of the rest of the country. Um, uh, but at that point it felt better uh, in terms of it, like, just the, the environment around us, right? It didn't feel as pandemic-y. Toilet paper, I think, was just back on the shelves. Like, we were fine. Um, but yeah, like, I realized a lot of what I was also missing and craving was that, you know, just the connection, the touch, physical touch, for those who have ever done the, like, five love languages. For me, physical touch is, like, super number one. And yeah, then, totally. Very distant, two, three, four, five. <laughs> um, but what I realized after taking that same test again over the course of the pandemic is that my quality time has also increased. So, like, physical touch, quality time, and then it's, like, three, four, five. Um, yeah. <laughs> for the other ones, like, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so yeah, like I think, you know, on my end, you know, as a single guy who tries to date here and there, but pre-pandemic, I travel around the country a lot. And so I'm speaking to different audiences, whether that's, you know, on a corporate environment or in a, a collegiate setting about, you know, all kinds of different difficult conversations around vulnerability, authenticity, masculinity, consent, um, you know, super easy stuff. Um, but while I'm, you know, doing that, there's, I'm not home that often, or when I am home, uh, I'm with my kids, uh, who live with my ex-wife here also in LA, but you know, finding time has always been hard for me. And in the midst of a pandemic, when you're not traveling, you have a lot more time on your hands, especially when your bread and butter is going into an audience of a thousand people and doing a workshop or a keynote. And now there's no audience or keynote. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of downtime, uh, especially in the summer, cause there's not a lot that happens in the summer on, a, on the, the higher education realm. So you just kind of get bored and you swipe. And if you're lonely, you swipe more. <laughs> or is so that just, then, just me? Okay, so then, <laughs> well, so then here I was. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I'm remembering, and we can kind of, you know, fast forward the story a little, but, you know, basically like for me, you know, I, I was super clear. Like I was like, okay, you know, um, eventually I'm going to be looking for a relationship. And, um, you know, in that very moment, I was just like, okay, I'm just looking for some like simple, delicious connection, you know, and I'm a woman that's fully in my desire and I'm fully clear on my desire. So I think sometimes on apps, men are like, wait, what? Like, who is this woman? That's just like, just ready to talk about all the things. <laughs> um, so what was it like to receive a woman like me that was pretty clear. Like, I don't know that I necessarily said like, hey, 
do you want to fuck? But I pretty much, I was pretty direct, of, right? That wasn't your opener, for sure. Right, of course. <laughs> I think, um, I know that we chatted for a couple of days via the app. Um, and then I think it, I think at some point, um, we made a joke about not being able to send the like gifs back and forth or, or something. Oh like yeah. That. I would have a really good gif for that. Um, and so uh, I think you were like, hey, I feel comfortable enough giving you my cell phone. And then I, I do remember saying, I promise not to send you anything unsolicited. <laughs> you were like, bummer, here's the number. And so I, I followed up and texted. Uh, and so we chatted for a couple of times. And I do remember, um, I mean, this is probably after a week or two, I think of us chatting, yeah. pretending to laugh via text at some of my really good jokes. Um, oh, <laughs> it's just kind of like, hey, like, and I knew at that point that you were like very desire forward. Hey, I have a desire to see you. Uh, and that language isn't really used that often, right? So that in and of itself, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that is different. That's unique to say that you have a desire and that you're going for or going after your desire. Um, mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, okay, she's different in like a, in a, in an interesting way that I wanted to learn more about and not just in like the physical sense, like you intrigued. Yeah on on the on the connection piece of like okay like we're in similar mindsets of um you know sexuality or, ex or exploring or whatever that might be of, of just being more open um and so yeah. it's refreshing to mm -hmm. to hear that um and then obviously like it's always a great like you know piece of the ego or ego where it's just kind of like hey, I want you. I'm like, oh, I feel pretty now. Okay, thanks. Um, uh, I don't think you said I want you. I think, I, I think you said I have a desire to fuck you. And I was like, oh, we're there now. Okay, okay. right. Which was, I think, after we FaceTimed at a certain point. I think that's when yeah, I... Uh, it was at the end of that first FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? And, and I was just like, okay. Like, and I've learned, right, over time, I can just be clear. And this is the thing that I want um, women to hear, right, is that I, I was clear about what it was, you know? Like, I wasn't like, okay, Dan, oh my gosh, um, so let's fuck, and then maybe we'll get married, and then we'll, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there was, I mean, some of the expectations that we had talked about in terms of what we were looking for, and I think part of that comes back to, right, like when you're alone in a pandemic, that's one thing. Um, right. And it's kind of like, hey, what are you looking for short or long term? Uh, and yeah. I had that conversation of, hey, look, I'm, I'm in this weird space where I am, am like kind of getting over a breakup that wasn't a breakup. You were in a similar space. And so it's like, if it happens, it happens for like a long term, but I'm not out here to look for it. I'm not out here to specifically like, all right, who wants a ring on it? Great. Let me swipe right. If anything, I'm yeah. like, the ring on it right away. I'm like, you're on a dating app. I'm going to swipe left on this one right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was refreshing, I think, to just overall have that conversation. Plus, I think that there was something that just felt natural or easy to have a conversation with you, right? Because I think we were so open about like, well, there's, here's this, here's this. Oh, well, I do this for a living. I do this. Or, you know, I'm, I think those pieces added up to a comfort level of sharing. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, and this is, um, this is another really key, like, learning piece that I want people to hear. Um, is just around the transparent communication and leaning into that, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think so many people are scared, especially women. Like, it's like, oh, wait, but like, what if I do want to get married and have kids? Or what if I do want to blah, 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 whatever, mm -hmm. right? Women are scared to say that. And then they end up in a situation with a man that's like, wait, I didn't, like, I didn't sign up for this, you know? Well, that's, like, I'll use Hinge for an example, right? The, the app that says that it's, it was designed to be deleted. And uh, which, and I, I love that app, and, but where I struggle with is that I, you know, I, on mine, it says that I have kids and I don't want kids, meaning like I have, I have two and I don't want anymore also because I've been snipped. Right. There's, there's that that goes along with it. Yeah. Well match. And they're like, well, you know, I'm looking for long-term and eventually with a family. And I was like, I, A, did you read the profile? But B, and I've even had women match with me and then I'll say, hey, I noticed from your profile, you said that you're looking for, for kids. FYI, I already have two. I'm not necessarily looking for two right now or more. Uh, but if it happens, like, 
well, if it happens and I've been snipped, it's a miracle. But if <laughs> like for men, it's easily reversible. So like I had it yeah. safer to be reversed uh, than than women's procedures. But I think on my end, it's for the right person. Yeah, I'll get it reversed and you know potentially think about having kids again. But right now, no. And so I feel like it's honesty to put that up front to say totally. I know that, that you're looking for family right now. I don't know that I am. So I wanted you to have that heads up. And then usually it's one of two responses. One, hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy your journey. Or two, they ghost. And usually it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> but Right, which is a whole nother podcast for a whole other time. People don't ghost. Um, but, but yeah, I know I just, I just love the, the conversation about just like really clearly communicating, you know, where you are. And I know for me, right, like I was just coming out of a, like a big breakup and I was heartbroken. Um, and, and I am clear, right, that long term I want marriage, I want kids, you know, I want all, I want all of these things. Um, but in that moment, I was also just super clear. I was like, okay, I am looking to connect with somebody else who is like conscious and like heart based and a good communicator and who will put good attention on me. And like and that. Settled for me. <laughs> <laughs> But I like I was eyes wide open, you know. I was like, okay, for a short term like hookup situation, that's more than you know, like a connected hookup. Like this guy is great, you know. And I was like, oh, he's not necessarily going to be my like long term partner, likely given what we both want. Mm-hmm. And like we, can, I want to lean into this because it's interesting and turned on and and full of desire for me. You know, well, in your professional journey, in terms of what we had just talked about, I was so intrigued by you as a, as a whole, that when we got around to the point of like finding the time to set up a date and we're like, well, it's in the midst of a pandemic. I'm always cautious to be like, hey, do you want to come over? Because that feels always as the, the guy, it feels really weird. to Yeah. So I don't. Um, unless it's like, well, we can't find anything else. Uh, but like, usually I opt for like a park date or something where I'm like, let me put a giant blanket out and we'll stay six feet apart. Uh, but then you made the offer like, Hey, I'm in this giant house. And then you showed me a picture of the house and I was like, all right, fuck yeah. I'm going to go over to this house. Cause it looks badass. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm. How fancy people live. I was like, I'm in a mansion by myself. Turns out, so (laughs) do you want? And we were talking too because I was supposed to go to. I don't know if I was supposed. I was supposed to go to an event where there was going to be people. um, Yeah. And and, uh, I remember you saying, "Well, if you go, then we're going to have to delay." until you like isolate and quarantine for a little bit. And that was in the back of my mind of like, okay, I was nervous about going. And then I continued to see the attendance list, excuse me, of the event. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, like it was supposed to be 20 people. And now it's at like 70. I was like, and that just doesn't seem great. So I remember telling you that I didn't go. And you were like, oh, well, would you okay. come over sooner than that? Um, and then you mentioned something, and you know, it was kind of like, well, what do we do? Let's make some food. Or, and you kind of opened that up as a cool option for us to do something uh, together rather than just like booty call. Because I would definitely say it was, it was not a booty call by any means, it, you know, and it was not just a random one night stand. I would say that we actually legitimately had a date. Uh, right with a happy ending (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah um and and i'm just i'm just also thinking back to the to the covid conversations because this was really the first time that i was like touching someone outside of my house like (laughs) you know and so i really had to look at like what are my like what are my boundaries what like really you know what do i where do i stand with all of this you know and that's a tough conversation to have and so i just remember like talking to you and asking you like okay where have you been who are you interacting with and you know the conversation went both ways and i think you know we people are having these conversations right now and i think the most important thing is to like really check in on like are you aligned on your values and do you do you genuinely feel comfortable with where the other person is covid safety wise oh for sure like you had know and had you been a, a covid denier um of like oh it's just a hoax 
Right. As cute and as attractive as you are, that would have been <laughs> a red flag, so to speak. Uh, right. At that point, that would have been like a parade of flag. <laughs> um, totally. And I think part of your questions uh, made me question like, oh, gosh, like I still, I go to the grocery store, but I wear a mask. Oh, that's exposed. Right. And so I think it, it helped me, you know, gave me cause for pause. Um, but then also has continued you know not that you started that but it's yeah continued to like be more aware of well where are my kind of open areas that I'm in totally yeah and and I remember too that um the there was something you said to me maybe it was like a few days before, so you, you canceled going to the event and I was like okay great I feel like I like I'm like okay now it's actually possible for us to see each other you know um sooner rather than later and then um I think the next day you texted and you said something about like oh you know just FYI like I went to a protest and you know I was wearing a mask and I kept six feet distance and mm. you know and you just kind of like you opened up to share that with me proactively. And so when you did that, it really had me feel safe um, just in general, but also as a woman, right? I really want to be held and taken care of by the masculine. And so that was a signal for me that, oh, like your attention is on me. Mm. that you're that you're actually like considering the impact of your actions right mm-hmm. and then based on you know i was like okay you're, you're at a protest you have a mask like you were six feet distance like that's totally aligned with like my covid values mm. as well and so that you just offering that up had me feel like my vigilance was lowered yeah i don't know that you know? that was the intent either i think it was right. open communication yeah um, knowing that you had concerns and I was like, oh, well, I will communicate this just in case it's a no-go. Um, and I didn't go into that with a like, I'm going to score some brownie points with this one. But Right, um, well, which is... like, I think just open, honest, and being truthful about it. Um, because I think at that point I hadn't lied to you about anything, so why would I start? <laughs> and, and being yeah. open and honest from the start to build on that, whether that's a one-night thing or not, um, I think I'm seeing a lot more value in that in general. Yeah. And that's the thing I just really want to, um, to call out here, you know, is there like, especially in the beginning of when you're getting to know somebody, there are all these little, like it's, it's a trust building exercise and there's all these little kind of like pieces that you can that you can drop you know and just as like a part of who you are and and how you are in relationship and um and especially with women it just like reaching out about something like that just goes a long way in lowering our vigilance so i'm like oh if i can trust him there like i can also trust that you know what he said about his std tests is also true and you know there's like um i can you know trust that like I could have him into my home and it's not going to be a complete nightmare. You know, like it says well, something. Well, not only did you invite <laughs> me into your home, let's go into the like, safety. You gave oh me knives God. to be your sous chef while we were Like you were like, hey, thanks for coming. Get to fucking work. Cut the cauliflower oh this way. Like you. Like, the, I think it was a really cool hand yeah. experience. It got us laughing. I made your eyes roll a couple of times about my just really good puns. Um, and so, but I think those, those pieces added into that comfort level. Um, you know, number one, to open your home to someone that you're not sure of. Obviously, there's a right. giant risk factor. But then when you were like, great, now here's knives. Cut some shit up and put it in a bowl so that we can bake it. <laughs> Okay, she trusts me. Great. All right. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, you know, I think with, uh, with one of the things that I, you know, talk to women about in my coaching is, yeah, like, how, how do you know, like, how, how can you feel <clears throat> safe with online dating? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it's really been a process of just tuning into my body and really feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just like an inner knowing and an inner intuition. Um, and I can, I can kind of like 
feel a man even before I like talk to him on FaceTime or something, you know, like I, I really trust myself and I, and you know, I, I speak about it. Like I trust my pussy, <laughs> you know, and it's it, like, I don't mean to make it sound so silly. It's really like, I have a lot of reference for like the wisdom of my pussy. Of what she's saying. <laughs> so and what she's saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, this is great. About like how oh, yeah. you're inferencing that, right? Like in, a, in a, paying attention to your pussy and what it says to you. <clears throat> I think on the men's side, number one, we don't have that conversation with the other head. Right? When mm-hmm. the other head talks, the brain stops actually thinking. And, and so mm-hmm. we don't have that thought process of, um, wait, what are you, like, what are you saying there, little guy? Like, what, what's going on? Like, you're just excited to be used. <laughs> and, uh, and so you're not having to like, wait, do I trust this person or am I just trying to get laid? Uh, and, and that's one where as men, we, we don't have that inner monologue first. Um, mm-hmm. or if we do, we never talk to other men about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think one of the reasons that, I, that I'm much more open about it, obviously, when I speak about authenticity and vulnerability, it would be stupid to not live that personally as opposed to professional person. Yeah. I think listening to that voice rather than like, oh, she she wants to have she wants to have some of the sex. That is great. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but also if there wasn't a good rapport or connection, um, I'm well, if I'm being honest, I still might have come over. Uh <laughs> but I don't I don't know that it would have been such an amazing experience <laughs> as it was. Yeah, totally. And so yeah. like and that's just part of I think the the conversations that were had leading up to it and the night of i mean i still remember i asked to kiss you i mean as yeah. a speaker like that's really big for me and so um even just that of like i'd really like to kiss you and then it was kind of like okay like we'll kiss in the kitchen all right get back to work yeah so, it was some of that wait but that was really hot um because i think you asked to kiss me but then didn't you like put me up against the wall or something Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I think that was hot. I had had right, right, like the initial permission had been granted. Um, yeah, but I'm also a. We live in California, which is an affirmative, ongoing consent place, a state. However, like also knowing that okay, we have kissed once. She has led with body language and some of just the random statements that you had made that night of like, okay, well, I could like as we were walking, I think to your living room, it was kind of like, oh look, there's a wall quick kiss it wasn't meant to be like a i'm gonna turn you on and like bang you against the wall it was really, yeah you're a good kisser so i was like i would i'm selfishly i would like more of that and i feel like we were just kissing uh and granted i think more hands moving yeah at that point but uh that was just one where it was progressive and and i still even remember asking for the next layer and like okay like is this okay and i vividly do remember asking multiple times is this okay like are you okay with this um because I think too often we we don't ask that, and then all of a sudden it leads to like sex regret the next day, um, which gets very like hard to to manage. But then you know I'm I guess I'm just one where I want to make sure that my partner's having a good time, mm-hmm. and so if they're not having yeah. a good time, I'm like mm, or or and then I also I also always use it as much as possible as a learning lesson, right? So yeah what your body likes in terms of what I'm doing and vice versa. What do I like that you're doing? And, you know, totally. Oh my gosh. This is so important for people to hear. I think, you know, you have a certain way that you communicate in intimacy. I have a certain way that I communicate. Right. And much more forward than I am. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Your hair right now. You're like, yep. Yes. (laughs) Okay. But the thing I, um, I really want people to hear is just communication, right? It doesn't matter what your communication sounds like. I mean, although I do have thoughts on that, but like as a first, <laughs> you know, as a first step, it's just like, oh, communicate. Like what feels good? What do you want to adjust? Mm-hmm. What are your desires? Like there's so much juice that can be created if your partner can really see you in that. Well, and physical juice. That can happen. Yes. It, it's right, and so that hot. Like, you know, oh, you like to be spanked. Oh, like full palm, like little like tip tap or like like full palm, like wow, like what? Oh wait, yeah. Did we do a, like a spanking tutorial or something? I mean, you, I think at one point you were like, no, you can. 
And then it was like, oh, that's cute. You can do that harder. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but like, you don't know. And just like, just. Yeah. It's, it's a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because all that can also ruin a moment, you know? And if, yeah, and totally. Is I was learning you, you know, you're also doing the same. But I do remember, um, and I don't know if you remember this, uh, we were in the midst of the foreplay stage um, and you had this like experience, this like emotional experience. And this was probably after you had the little feather roller, whatever thing that you were like, (laughs) on my legs and my body. And I was like, this is new. Okay. (laughs) I I was literally like a kid in a candy shop. (laughs) Right. Like what? Like what? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Um, but in the in the midst of some of that, like I think that had been put away and I just like, I liked the feel, I liked the touch of your body, uh, your skin felt. Yeah. Good, right? So like- Oh, thank you. You're doing. But- Vegan, was, clean eating, you know. Oh well, yeah. I don't know about that. Um, On my end. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, you know, I do remember vividly that uh, running my hands over your body and you had this just like, I mean, you cried. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, like sobbing cry but you had yeah. the tears and your body like shook a little bit and you apologized and you were like I'm sorry I'm just I needed to feel that and on my end you know I think my first reaction was like oh shit what I do wrong <laughs> and yeah then my second one was like wow this is a moment like she's having a moment and she yeah. shared with me and then where I then got like in my in my brain in my head um was huh have i ever had a moment have i ever had that like body like tingly like full emotional and i think that was the the difference the physical mental emotional like convergence Mm -hmm. um was powerful to see and so i don't know if i said that but like thank you for sharing yeah oh my gosh and i think that that just like it added that whole level of Oh, this is this is not just a rendezvous. This is an experience, uh, and we're both here for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's I love that. Thank you for slowing down to have me remember that. Wait, were you were you just touching my were you touching my body? Were you also sucking my pussy at that moment? <laughs> both. I don't rem- no, I do remember. I feel- if I came up for air, that's when you had the emotional moment. <laughs> Okay. 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 Just so we're all clear here, everybody. I really want everyone to just get a clear visual. Okay. I do remember. Um, I I remember my my knees were on the floor next to your bed, so we weren't on together. But I I do know that like my hands were somewhere waist ish, thighs ish. Yeah. But when you had that moment. I like, I think I stopped what I was doing and you said, no, no, yeah. it's fine. And so I kept my hands going, but I stopped everything else. I think I'm, if I'm yeah. remembering that. Yeah. Well, I'm just remembering, I, and I don't, you know, the details maybe don't even matter, but I love the visual. I'm just like taking myself back to that moment. And, you know, it was, um, it was really, it was really emotional, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I'm tearing up just like thinking about it now. I mean, my body had been craving touch. Mm-hmm. And um, so to receive um, that kind of attention and to like feel that kind of sensation like moving through my body, it just, um, it really mm-hmm. like moved something energetically. And it was such a relief. And again, because I felt so safe with you and so held, you know, and, and like, I could really like be in the experience. And so, um, it just was, it was, I was releasing like all of this tension and there was a like, lot of, a lot of global pandemic tension that you were yeah. Yeah, attention I mean, like, one, I, again I, I come back to like thank you for sharing yeah um, in that space and two uh you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you i'm sorry I, I yeah but that's where i think and even you getting emotional just then yeah right it's fascinating to i think be a part of because again, as, as men, we're, we're, we're taught so often to just stifle any level of emotion, unless it's anger. <laughs> um, yeah. You're not supposed to exhibit or exude any. And so 
you know, I, I remember, um, well after, uh, weeks, months after our, our encounter that I was having those like, gosh, I just kind of want, I just kind of want someone to cuddle the shit out of me. I think sex or no sex, like I'm just kind of craving that level of, of intimacy. Um, but I also, and I know that I shared with you, uh, that night, uh, probably while we were in the kitchen, was it like, or no, maybe it was after the fact it was after the fact because you had already had your moment. Um, then yeah. like, I don't know that I have had that level of an, of a, of a release, uh, yeah. in general or an experience that would, that would match that. Um, and so, like, I still get a little, like, not not queasy, like, shaky. Like, I like I jump a little bit if someone, like, touches my inner thigh uh, on purpose and I know that it's going to happen. I still, like, do a quick, yeah. like, oh, oh, what's happening? Um, because I'm just not used to anyone touching me, right? Like, I'm, I'm originally from the South, so, like, we don't talk about emotions. We don't talk about sex. We don't talk about a lot of stuff. Um, and that just compounds yeah. so much. Uh, so, so, and that's kind of, you know, why I like doing what I do now in terms of just having conversations with, with men and women around the country, uh, you know, now virtually via Zoom or whatever, of like, just talk, be authentic, be yourself. I think we spend too mm. much time comparing ourselves to other people and social media and all the other bullshit that to have a, a great, even that one time connection that we had, that's memorable for me. Like that is etched into my brain as a woman who's fully in touch with herself and that I was happy to have touched me. <laughs> Physically well, and, and I touched your inner thigh, didn't I? Mm -hmm. I think how after was I said that, that, that was just how a was, thing to do. How was that? For, how was that for you? Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's, it's still uncomfortable. Um, but I also think that that comes from a place of, you know, high ego, low self-esteem for me. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to just be the, the, the funny, jovial, extrovert guy. I think, you know, uh, still struggling with a lot of the imposter syndrome, still struggling with a lot of the like self-worth uh, of like, mm -hmm. well, like, oh my gosh, someone thinks that I'm attractive enough to want to kiss or fuck or be with. And it's like, oh, I feel like it's like Cinderella at the ball. Everybody look. Um, and it's yeah. just not something that I'm used to. And so when someone's like, hey, I find you attractive, I get awkward. Um, or when I'm like, hey, I don't really, I don't really like, you know, I've never really had that happen. I've never really had someone like stroke the inner thigh. And then you were like, oh, you mean like this? And it was like, fuck you. But that's okay. It feels, I'm not used to that feeling. I'm not mad about the feeling. I'm not ready for that right now. <laughs> so, right, like, but that just takes time, right? And of course, you know, it comes back to there's only so much self, like running your hands across your thighs that you're like, well, this is just me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, this is another thing I want to point out, um, is I think, you know, there's a lot of work out there right now around, um, supporting women to receive, you know, like there's just such a deficit, uh, worldwide mm -hmm. and women really being able to be in their desire and, and receive fully. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. We're actually this conversation, like we're starting to have that conversation globally, I think. Um, and there's also a, an equal conversation with men, you know, and receiving. And I just don't think we're having that, the conversation, the shame conversation. I think there's a few conversations that we're just really not having. And so, um, yeah, I guess what I want to say to men is like, you get to receive too. And it's, it is a practice to be able to let in that kind of attention or that kind of touch but it feels so good as a woman when i can put my attention on a man and he can re really receive me yeah well and that's i mean that also comes back what was it there was a maybe a couple years ago dj khaled had put out on the twitter sphere or it was on an interview or something and he was like no i don't go down on a woman like that's that's not a king's job to do that and he got such uh, for it. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you are missing out, my man, on just that level of, of intimacy and engagement. I mean, like, that is one of my favorite things to do. And at that point, it's just like, why would you deny that opportunity? Also, you know, I, I've hooked up with a, some women that are like, oh, no, no, I don't like, I don't like anyone to go down on me. And I was like, oh, oh like, okay, like, that's fine. They teach their own. 
uh, right? And kind of like you alluded to, it's our own individual journeys to be on, but then it's our own individual journeys to figure out what we like and communicate that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and so I think it's just, it's valuable, but I mean, a lot of it, the cornerstone for everything comes back to just the communication and trust, you know, and, and I think I'm still working on both. Um, and because that is an ongoing process, you know, trust is the hardest thing to gain and the easiest thing to lose. But at the same point in time, that trust can really open up, I think, a relationship, whether that's just sexual or, or intimate or just general um, between, you know, men or women or man to man, right? Just and not even a sexual way, just to, that conversation and trust can go so fucking far in life. Yeah. And we stop ourselves, right? Because we stop ourselves because that's a vulnerable thing. I got a buddy of mine who says, uh, if vulnerability is a weakness, why is it so damn hard? So true. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh my gosh. I just, um, I love digesting this. You know, it makes me want to call up so many more people that, you know, (laughs) it's time to interview some exes. Yeah. Just, you know, everybody line up. (laughs) Um, you know, it's really, um, how often does it happen, right? That you see somebody once and then you're able to like, just learn this much and, and gain this much, you know, I'm just, um, I am yeah, so deeply touched by this whole thing and our friendship and yeah, all of it. Well, it's- and I like for having only met in person once, uh, in general, right? So in the last six, however many months it was, um, there was something I think about both of our professional journeys that intrigued both of us to be that, that like, totally. support. cause I remember you were like, Oh, I don't want to find if I want to leave my job. And even after the hookup, I was like, you still with your job when you quitting? Like, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? <laughs> Wait, then, no, no, this was my, this was my, this was the coach. I've been not in my job for five years, but no, this was a, uh, a, a coaching commitment that I had basically a big, a big coaching commitment. And I was like, like, okay. At yeah. that point, and, and we chatted and we were doing some stuff a little bit and, uh, and just, just terms of talking on the phone or texting or whatever. And then I think we, I mean, we both got busy, right? Like we just both yeah. fell off and there wasn't like a, well, I can't believe they ghosted. I, in fact, I think yeah. I don't remember offhand. Um, yeah. We both got, I remember a lot of it was like, quote unquote, like the busy badge at the very end. It was like, oh, just a busy week or just a busy thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I want to say, oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't mean, I just interrupted you. Go ahead, Dan. It's fine. Um, but thank you. I will continue to take it. Um, <laughs> but, but and, and you and I had joked about it when we, or literally in this Facebook group, all of a sudden, you know, like my name pops up, your name pops up. And within seconds of each other, we texted a photo to be like, oh my gosh, you're here. <laughs> and then you did the same thing within seconds to me. <laughs> and so just the ability to kind of like reconnect, I'm very thankful for not to, so that it wasn't, yeah. we didn't leave. And I think this is where I come back to. I'm thankful that we didn't leave our encounter bitter or uh, without having things that needed to be said, uh, right? Like totally. For, or for any of that. And to know that we can rekindle the, the, uh, the camaraderie uh, and totally. the, or in the banter has just been, you know, very fun. So fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and on my side, you know, whatever, busy. I mean, in between, I guess, when was this? Like, I guess this is six months ago at this point. What? Uh, you know, in, in that amount of time, I've had been through so much transition. You know, I think we all have, right? So I can say like, oh, I was busy, you know, which was true. Um, and, you know, I think I just distinctly remember um, feeling complete with that particular phase of, you know, our interaction. And I, you know, I think so often, you know, when we're like seeing people or fucking people or dating people or whatever, there's like this like um, compensatory meaning like we think we should like, oh, I should want to see this person again, or I should follow up with them or I should, you know, we like, we go down that path. And I just think it was so powerful. You know, like, as a woman, I really like think, you know, like, I'm like, my desire, it will guide everything. And so, 
I trust that if I had had a big burning desire, like I would have communicated that to you. And as a man, you're a responder. I think you totally would have responded. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, it just wasn't actually the resonant thing. And so it was so powerful to just be like, Oh yeah, I feel complete with that. That Dan guy, he's awesome. (laughs) You know, and, 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 and then it's like when we re, you know, reunited in the past week or two, whatever it was, you know, I just, I've, I've just been like, wow, it's so cool to now be in like another phase of our connection, you know, where like we share professional interests and we can, we just have so many things that we can connect about, you know, because our first interaction was super clean and complete. Mm-hmm. And open and honest, right? And and start to finish, uh, I don't think that there was any level of, um, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but we just had a propensity to to share what was on our mind and to say what we, we wanted and or needed. And it was good. Like, I think- Great. Right? Like, yeah. I guess. Totally. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, okay. So, Dan, I could- <laughs> Nine, 9 million other things we could talk about. I mean, maybe, gosh, we might just have to have like episode two. I don't even know. We'll see. Um, so, but I want to um, just start to wrap up and um, have you share just a little bit about like some of the work that you're doing in the world, you know, wh- what you're really committed to right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the midst of a, of a global pandemic, um, I think we're all trying to figure out what we what we like and what we want to chase and what we want to do and how we want to spend our time. Uh, yeah. you know, like you said in the introduction, for for over 15 years, I worked on a college campus. Uh, over a decade of that was with student organizations. Do I miss that? Oh my gosh, yes, I definitely miss working with them. But you know, being able to to travel the country and and speak on college campuses or, or being able to speak to you know, I, I had the um, one of our military branches as a client a year ago and being able to talk about the intersection of alcohol and consent. Um, it's just so powerful to create conversations that matter. So if you ask me, you know, what do I like to do? What do I want to do? I want people to create conversations that matter. I want mm-hmm. us to be more authentic with who we are, with how we interact with others. I want us to be vulnerable and share. I want us to create iceberg conversations to where really, you know, we might start with just the surface level, hey, what's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? But we can really dig a lot deeper in that iceberg to see that there's so much depth to every individual person and, and everyone has a journey. So what I've done over the course of the, the pandemic is I've worked with a friend of mine and, and she and I are creating some DEI work, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion work, all grounded within the concepts of relationships. So what's your relationship with someone in the office? What's your relationship? How do you understand someone? What's your backstory? Uh, being able to do that, but then using that a similar framework with with teams and communication and how do we build effective teams? And you do that through, um, you know, I've got this this wheel of of failure and wheel of change to understand how we operate and function. So my whole goal in life at this point, where I'm seeing it, is to create those conversations that truly matter and can make a difference. Mm. Amazing. What, um, what types of organizations or people, uh, like if there are people listening who are like, Oh, that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, um, what, what kinds of, what kinds of folks, um, should reach out to you? Uh, here's the thing, any and every, uh, I've done, you know, I've literally (laughs) done a workshop for a group of friends that were like, work us through your workshop. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. Um, you go pay. Let's go. Um, but I mean, I would say if I'm going to make an assumption, I would say a majority of your audience is female. Um, so you, or may- maybe some of your women might've heard of pure romance before. Um, I have not. It's kind of, it's kind of like a, a female pleasure company. It's <laughs> the best way I could describe it. Um, right. Fascinating. So you know, I mean, they threw the, they throw the little parties. They're like, Hey, here's this dildo. Hey, here's this vibrator here. Here's this lotion. Right. And so there's a lot of products that they offer. I'm a guy uh, and they market to, to women solely. Um, and so I had a friend of mine who was a, a senior director with the company and she said, Hey, I want my consultants to form better relationships with their clients so that it doesn't feel like random home girl hitting you up after 20 years being like, I've got this great opportunity. <laughs> 
right? Oh, so it doesn't yeah. feel like that. Um, and so how do you engage in an authentic way? And so I did a, a 90 minute workshop and we went two hours because we were, we had such a great time. Um, yeah. But that's where like creating those teamwork and how do you work with clients? How do you do sales? Um, so in terms of what's my niche, I would say everything is. Why? Because relationships are yeah. literally at the foundation of everything that we do. Yeah. So having those conversations that matter, yeah, it might be with a client. It could be with a loved one. It could be with a partner. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be limited to one genre. And I think that's what terrifies me about where I could go speak next. But that's so exciting at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I love, love, love what you're up to, Dan. It's awesome. Uh, well, so we're going to put this in the show notes too, but uh, tell us how people can, can get a hold of you. Ah, um, uh, it's pretty easy. So the uh, <laughs> website and all social media handles are the exact same. It's Dan Fail. So it's D-A-N-F-A-I-L-L. -L. So fail like right. to flunk, but with two L's. Uh, so it's danfail.com, danfail on Twitter, on, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. All, all the, the things. All the, on MySpace, I'm sure that I've got a topic <laughs> out there somewhere and it was Dan. knows? <laughs> <laughs> You know, ladies, if you want his Tinder profile, oh, um, <laughs> I need to retire all profiles just for a while. I feel like, oh my God, take some time for me. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Well, Dan, thank you so much. I just deeply, deeply appreciate you and this conversation. No, for sure. And thank you so much for having me. I hope that, you know, I love what you're doing, by the way. I, I don't know that I've congratulated you or been like, mm. I mean, you've got a cheerleader in me for sure with what you're doing. So it's, it's just badass to see you grow, um, even in just these last six months in, in terms of pivoting to what you're doing. So kudos to you. Mm. Aw, thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.